If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. The day science begins to study non-physical phenomena, it will make more progress in one decade than in all the previous centuries of its existence. Nikola Tesla. Welcome to the Frequency Shifter Show. I'm your host, Corinne Summers, founder of Artisan Pharmacy. In this show, we explore ways to raise the frequency of ourselves, one another, and our planet. We're digging deep into all things metaphysical, from what is frequency, to the power of sound, the Schumann resonance, our DNA, Reiki, the energy of water, and beyond. All to shift our minds and bodies back into alignment with richer states of connection, elevated awareness, and maximum human potential. And we're bringing on the global experts and thought leaders to share their wisdom as they let us pick their brains around all these juicy, mysterious topics. First of all, I don't know who Ricky is and metaphysical, Schumann's Renaissance. What are you? I don't even know. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. I need us to take a step back and calm down. What are we even talking about here? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention, I have a co-host. The universe insisted. What can I say? This is Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. He's sort of a newbie to some of this frequency stuff, and he's going to help keep everything balanced, grounded, and relatable. So this show isn't just for the experts to nerd out on all things metaphysical, but it's an open welcome space for everyone to explore the mysteries of the universe and raise our frequencies together. So let's all just take a minute to close our eyes. Sitting up straight, connecting to your breath. Really feeling your heart, feeling your body, and feeling so much gratitude to these bodies, these vehicles of starlight and earth that allow us to bring these frequencies through. And feeling where we are on the earth right now, grounding down to this specific spot where we find ourselves today. And feeling that central channel Grounding you, anchoring you to the earth, becoming clearer, more resonant, more open. And as we connect to our hearts, to each other's hearts, We also connect to the hearts of everyone who will ever hear these words, these sounds, these frequencies. In whatever time, in whatever place. And we ask their hearts to call forward from each of us the most perfect questions, the most perfect answers, 
the most perfect stories, the most perfect intonation, tone of voice, the most perfect metaphors and similes to allow them to have those moments of breakthrough, of revelation, of insight, so that they can understand themselves, the world, this magical, mysterious universe of vibrating frequency, sound, and light. And through that understanding, that comprehension that transcends the mental realms that comes in as a wave of chills or a feeling of energy moving as an idea forms in their heads, in their hearts, that this allows them to have more compassion for themselves and for their fellow human beings, more compassion for the earth and her place in our galaxy. And that all of this compassionate understanding, insight and wisdom allows them to feel more empowered, more self-assured and more ready and willing to contribute their unique frequency to the resonant symphony of light that we are all singing together. And so it is. Wow. Thank you, Raquel, for that beautiful message and warm welcome to today's episode of the Frequency Shifter Show. My name is Corrine Summers, and I'm the founder of Artisan Pharmacy, here with my amazing co-host, Alex Terranova, founder of Dream Mason. Alex, how you feeling? You know, it's, it's pretty cool to do this live and see um, <laughs> what, what keeps happening. So I meditate every morning. Like, I don't even get out of bed. I, I do, like, right, my eyes open, and I basically go into a meditation. And when I open my eyes at the end, Callie, my puppy, is literally at, by the, wherever she starts, she ends up right in my face at the end for, like, the namaste. And I'm like, dude, she's like a whip. She knows. She can hear the music. She, like, hears the ohm. She's, like, into it. And just now she was like eating her food, doing her thing. And then right at the end, she like came up and jumped up like on my lap. And I'm like, dude, this dog is, this dog is feeling it. I got the perfect dog. So it's, for me though, that is all about like, she is pure love. Like that's all she is. She is love and heart and spirit. And, and so it's, it's cool to kind of see it like in the physical form. And then the work, what we just did was there's no physical to that. So. Yeah, that's what about for you? I, I totally hear what you're saying, and I agree. It's interesting how animals tend to have this sense; they can feel the energy shift even more than I think we we usually can as humans. They feel those subtle energies happening. They could hear the vibration of Raquel's soothing voice and the loving messages that were outpouring. So, yeah, I told my cats are the same. Um, they really, they really 
tend to react in a beautiful way. They, they want to come crawl on my lap or, you know, hang out, roll around or get comfy anytime I'm doing Reiki or playing with sound instruments in my house. So I think it's really, really neat. Well, without anything further, let's go ahead and introduce today's special guest, Rakael Webb, who is a internationally known sound healer, astrologer, a Lemurian priestess, and founder of the Lemurian School of Remembering. Rakael, thank you so incredibly much for being here with us today. How's it going? Oh, I'm just feeling so much gratitude. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much to everyone who is listening. Um, it's such an honor to be able to be here and to share with all of you all today. Thank you so much. Sorry, a little, little delay there with the mic. Um, so why don't you go ahead and tell us just a little bit about your background and what brought you to the work you do now. I'm especially interested to hear more about how you came to be a Lemurian priestess and about the school of remembering that you are so passionate about. We got to make sure you share what a Lemurian priestess is also, not just <laughs> how you came, but like, what is it for those of us that are like, wait, I don't, is I've never seen a flight to Lemuria. You got to, you got to give us that part. So then we should talk about what is Lemuria, right? <laughs> I think I, I'm That's just saying. true. Like, okay. Yeah, just, Take the well, train well, back. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I mean, I would just say like, we, you know, like give it all of it, just weave it in. Right. Cause I think like, if we don't know what that is, it, your story won't necessarily even make sense. So yeah, please tell it though. Yeah. Yeah. So the way that I always kind of the through the through line for a lot of people is that a lot of people know about Atlantis, you know, so they know Atlantis was this place in the middle of the ocean in the Atlantic Ocean. That was this advanced civilization that um, the island sank many hundreds of thousands of years ago. Um, and so Lemuria is is similar to that. Um, and many people have since there's no physical real like real physical evidence of of Lemuria in in the way that like our like scientific data-driven minds want to find um uh, a lot of people have many different stories or versions of what Lemuria was and all of that's fine um <laughs> it's a very it's a very it's a very Lemurian consciousness to be able to be okay with paradox and to allow multiple realities to exist simultaneously, multiple truths. And it's not a, an exclusive, you know, either or, or like zero sum kind of situation. Um, so uh, so I, in my work with people, you know, as they are remembering Lemuria, it's never like, well, that's not right. You know, it was like this, or, you know, this person said that instead. Um, I also think it was a really vast timeline. So, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So, um, but in essence, Lemuria was similar to Atlantis, but it was in the Pacific Ocean. And so it was a large landmass that was in the Pacific Ocean. And today um, we know scientifically that Mauna Kea on the big island of Hawaii is the tallest mountain in the world. 
because when you measure from base to summit, because the base of Mount Kea is 10,000 feet underwater. And so then, you know, I'm here on Maui and just there is Haleakala, uh, which is our highest peak here. <clears throat> and, you know, I'm not at sea level where I'm at, but you know, it's, there's roads and churches and schools and neighborhoods and everything that's at below the base of this mountain. And so then you think, well, if the base of Mount Ikea is 10,000 feet underwater and at one time that was at sea level, like what else was happening down there? Um, so, and Lemuria is also, it's also a, a consciousness that has spread into many different cultural traditions. And so um, we find, you know, the Lemurian stories in, uh, in, in, uh, in uh, New Zealand and in Australia, the Aboriginal people has similar stories as the creation myth of Lemuria. Um, and this a lot of has to do with um, being seated by Pleiadians. Um, and in Hawaii, they call it Smakali'i. Um, and so, and then there's also the same storylines in Sri Lanka, in Rapa Nui, even over in Incan civilization. And some people would even say that anytime there's a civilization that is connecting with both the sun and the moon, that this is like a Lemurian uh, civilization thread through line coming through. So, uh, so, so, and there are many of the, many of the land masses that are moving outwards from, from the middle of the Pacific Ocean going towards Japan that are still sinking. So this is just still this process that is, that is continuing of the, of the shifting of the lands. Um, and too, it's like then there, there are also, it's not like physical evidence, but um, one of my dear friends, Keone Hanalei, um, on Instagram, he is Pohala Hawaiian Botanicals, and his family, he's a teacher in the Lemurian school, and his family on his mom's side, they're, they're native Hawaiian pre-Polynesian, so they're Mu, they're, they're Lemurian because um, they're the indigenous peoples that are native to this land before the, Polyne the Polynesians colonized. So, and he does have stories of, can literally say the names of his ancestors going back thousands of years um, beyond the timelines of the Polynesian colonization. So um, it, there's, and there's more, you know, you should definitely have him on here too. <laughs> um, his stories are amazing. So for me, I was really not um, thinking of Hawaii. You know, I was, uh, it, I did marine biology in the Bahamas when I was in college. And so I felt like if I was going to do the tropical uh, island life, I would go more like Atlantean vibes um, and go more over into the Atlantic Ocean. But it was just like I was at a point in my life, I was living in San Francisco, I had my acupuncture practice, and um, I was having a moment of, of awakening. Um, I did psychedelics for the first time that summer, I went to Burning Man for the first time that summer, um, and uh, during that time, I just got all of these messages, I was so open, I got all of these messages from Hawaii, and I was like, 
this is like, you know, I was like, this is really weird, but there's so many to the extent that I was like, okay, I need to do something or I'm going to get a concussion from a guidebook that's going to fall off the shelf. So, um, so I, yeah, I came to, I went to the big Island and it was this spiritual journey. I like had Lemurian crystals and planted them in different places. And then I came back and I was like, okay, great. You know, I did what they asked me to do. Spiritual check done. I'm going to go back to my life. And, uh, and then three or four months later, like the signs started coming again and it was I mean like so the do you guys want to hear one of the examples of what happened yeah go for it please (laughs) I also love these stories as a side note one of the things that got us into this project is that people feel called to do things and sometimes there's this unknown energy and it's we can't always put our finger on it but there there's something there there's something calling us pulling us um I felt it with Mount Shasta and when this this project actually originated um, we won't get in, I won't get too sidetracked now, but this project actually originated with kind of following some of these major sites around the world that have these energies like Mount Shasta, the pyramids. Um, a lot of them are known as the earth chakras, as well as other points, including like you're mentioning, Hawaii is one of them. And for unknown reasons, people are are drawn there and these weird synchronicities start to happen or not weird, just coherent synchronicities start to happen that pull people in this direction of following their purpose or following, you know, some journey or thing that they were supposed to do. So by all means, let's take a deeper dive. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. So, um, so I was walking my dog who's just here (laughs) in San Francisco and it was recycling day and So on recycling day in the city, there's a lot of times little pieces of paper that are floating about and things like that. And, um, and so we were walking and there was this piece of newspaper that was following us and like literally like, like skittering across the, the, the sidewalk behind us. And I was like, that's weird. (laughs) And then I just, I, I kept walking and then it kept following us sliding across the sidewalk and I was like, this is a piece of trash. Like I should probably pick it up. But then I was like, meh. And I just kept walking and it continues to follow me. And I was like, okay, fine. What is this? So I pick it up and it's a full page ad for a hotel on the big Island. And so, and that was after I'd already been to the big Island and before I actually received a piece of mail from a, at a hotel on Maui. And then I ended up going to the big island. So then I was like, okay, I know the universe speaks upside down and backwards. And so I know that before the invitation came from Maui and I ended up going to the big island. And so now the invitation comes from the big island. So now I'm going to go to Maui. <laughs> so, so it was literally like, you know, yeah, I was like, I, you know, when the thing arrived from Maui in the mail, I was like, okay, angels are sending me mail. I better make a move. <laughs> so. I, I have to like ask you to take a deeper in the, just in the statement that you said, like, what does it mean the universe speaks upside down and backwards? Like, what does that mean to you? And like, when people are living their lives, like, how do they see that? How do they recognize that? Yeah, totally. Um, 
that phrase actually comes from I'm I don't know if she says it verbatim, but it's something like that that comes from um, Carolyn Miss. Um, and she's talking, you know, she does a lot of work on like archetypal um, energy, you know, myth and <clears throat> and symbolism. And so I listened to her. I like found these tapes in my parents closet of her recording of her lecture on energy anatomy when I was living at home in high school and like I've listened I've listened to that whole lecture series probably four times um and really like and that goes into all the chakras and everything and really like dove in I made a whole map <laughs> of all of the chakras so I feel like when we say like the universe speaks upside down and backwards it really is like that that this is a dream you know that this reality that we're in is is a dream it's a quantum multi-dimensional reality and so just like in our dreams i so for me i mean i've been writing my dreams down since i was 22 um, i'm gonna be 40 now so a long time and so the way that I understand dreams is that it is, uh, and it first came from working with um, Jungian psychologists, um, was doing dream circles. So it was really this kind of like Jungian based understanding of dreams. And so in the way that that was, the way that I understand that is that um, in our dreams, it's kind of like when we're dreaming our subconscious uses all of the material that we have given it whether that is like thing books we've read conversations we've had things you've seen on instagram you know like your whole life is building blocks by which your subconscious can construct puppets a puppet show your dreams are kind of like a puppet show to be able to teach you things about yourself that like you know your higher self your subconscious is wanting you to know so it utilizes these little puppets that it has built and created from the material you've given it to give you messages to try to to get you to to see things and to understand things so it really is this kind of like archetypal symbolic mythological understanding and and so and you know and sometimes like that is what reality is, you know, it's like to understand that, you know, it's, it's all this mirroring of, of what we're, our soul is trying to go through emotionally in order to, in order to mature. Does that make sense? It, I, it, it makes sense as much as I guess it can make sense, right? We're, we're not talking about things, right, that I can like, hold in my hand. And, and I think even then, if we look at those things in a microscope, right, they're not as they appear when you go further. So um, what, I, what I appreciate is I like how you folded it into like our subconscious. Um, our mind is kind of taking things and creating them. Um, what I was also hearing in like the universe speaks upside down is like we as people have we've gotten really clear on like you and I are having this conversation this way and like we say things and they make sense or they don't. But when you look at the, the greater, like nature doesn't actually make sense. Like it doesn't make sense how nature continues to thrive and grow or, or even how like outer space, the universe continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I, and that's kind of, that's what I kind of got from you is like, 
you actually as a human being have to pay attention to all these dynamics that are happening, not just the ones that like, not just the person that comes over with the tray and like puts the uh, choice right in front of you, but how are their choices happening all the time that you're just like missing because you're not realizing that there's an invitation on the floor in a newspaper or, you know, in the person you bump into at the store or whatever. Yeah, totally. It's just like, it's, and, and I think that it's kind of like, it's really important, like as, as we are, you know, navigating the signs and symbols that we're experiencing every day, um, to not get too in our heads about it. Like that's really kind of where it can get so confusing and people are like, oh, well, I don't, maybe I shouldn't do that because this happened or like, you know, it's, and maybe that's true sometimes, but it's like, you know, then it's like this thing that you were a full body yes to. And then now, because like this one thing didn't work out, you're like, no, now we're not going to do that. And it's like, well, you know, so I think it's, it's as we are navigating through the realms of, um, of time and space it's real and like symbols of the way that the universe is speaking to us um it's important to to move into your heart and to to be in a space where you can you are feeling through the signs and symbols that you are experiencing and perceiving and um really be in a place of like really being embodied as you are receiving these different signs and symbols and paying attention to how you feel because otherwise it really can be like this whole mental swirl that you can be really confusing so paying attention to when you experience something that feels it you know that that feels like a calling paying attention to your body you know do you have goosebumps like does that feel like this thing that like doesn't make sense to your mind but your body is just like no we have to go we have to do that yeah tapping into those gut feelings and intuition which so many people push away because they don't understand it and maybe you know i find that often um because people aren't willing or open to listening to some of those other messages. We push them away, push them away if they don't make sense um, logically. And yeah, so very, really interesting stuff. Thank you so much for diving a little bit deeper into that. Um, so why don't you just tell us a little bit more about how you actually became a Lemurian priestess, how this adventure to Hawaii and following your calling, listening to those messages of the universe um, kind of took you from there yeah so um so yeah just to it's it's kind of a long story but i'll do my best to make it short um so um so i ended up coming to maui and moving here and i was i mean i was having dreams about about this land before i even came here um, you know, I was having these dreams of this place with red dirt and waterfalls, and the only place that I knew of with red dirt was Georgia. And <laughs> there, so I was just like, I don't know, like there's this, there's this place that I'm dreaming about. And I, and there's, so there's this, there's this being that here, uh, we call the Aina, 
who, you know, is kind of similar to Gaia. She's the spirit of the land. And so I would dream about her. She came and would teach me things. And so, so I ended up coming here. And at the time, before when I was in San Francisco, I was working with uh, Kyra. Um, so she wrote the book, The Sophia Code. And she, we were doing sessions and she was saying that, um, she said many things, but so she said, you know, are you working with the kahuna yet? And so she wanted to connect me with this woman, Auntie Kalei, Kahuna Kalei. And so I, she sent me her website and I saw that on one of the um, photos was the, the photo credit was by Lee Carroll, who is the channel for Cryon. And I was just really like, wow, oh my goodness, this woman is not only a Hawaiian kahuna, but she's also traveling and um, working with Cryon. And she actually passed away this year. So yeah, sending her spirit lots of gratitude for all of the people that she helped empower in her lifetime here in this one on this planet. Um, but when I had my first session with her. She was over on the big island, so we did Skype. And I was like, okay, I've been called to come here. I'm here, I'm ready for my assignment. Tell me what to do. And so uh, she was just like, okay, you just need to ground. You just need to connect to the land. Um, but she did say, she was like, you're, she said, you, you are 30,000 years old. And you have, you've not been able to come back to this land for thousands of years. This is the first lifetime in many thousands of years you're able to return. And she said, uh, and, I, and I definitely had that experience um, in many different ceremonies. And so she said, you're a Lemurian priestess and you have been called to this land to retrieve your past life memories. And you left your memories for yourself because you knew there would be the time when you would return. And so it's your job to go out and retrieve those memories from the stones, from the waters, from the places on this land that you were before. And so you need to walk barefoot and sing to the waters and 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 I didn't really, you know, when she told me that, you know, she was like, oh, you're a Lemurian priestess. So I was like, right, you know, sure. You work with Cryon. Like, you know, you probably tell everybody that they're Lemurian royalty or something. And she caught me in it. She was like, no, you need to hear me, a Hawaiian kahuna, telling you that you are a Lemurian priestess. And so, and she was like, and you have a job to do. And I was like, okay <laughs> so um so yeah it's been it's been it's been this whole path for for a, for a long time um and then in 2017 it was my jupiter return my astrologer was like you had jupiter was retrograde and he said you had a vision and there, since Jupiter is retrograde, you need to go back and you need to actualize that vision. And I immediately knew that it was this retreat where we would study astrology, work with the waters, do sound healing, swim with the dolphins, all of these things that I love so much. And um, 
but I didn't feel ready to do that in person. And so I had been making online courses prior to that. So I just applied that same skill to creating um, the Lemurian School. Um, there's so you, there's so much to your, to your story. I know, I know Corinne, I know you want to take this and touch on some like music things. I, I, I have a really short question. So hoping for a short kind of answer. Um, so I want to ask you this really short question, um, before we take this to music and frequency and sound, but everything you're describing takes an extraordinary amount of faith right? Like just trusting in these people, in these guides, in newspapers, in the universe, in spirit, like whatever you want to, whatever, whatever people want to connect to. For people out there, like I think that's tough for a lot of people. Faith is like challenging, trusting and not controlling their lives. Is there like a tip or a tool or something that you can offer people that th so they can start kind of practicing this in their lives today? Totally. So it's, I think it's about building a relationship, building relationships with the unseen world. And so um, a simple practice is to, first of all, you have to, you have to know that you have to want to know that this is possible, that this kind of life is possible. You know, this is a planet of free choice. And so nothing is going to happen without you first giving permission and said like you have to invite the you have to start the relationship you have to invite the unseen into a relationship with you um so but a simple practice as far as like a way to even start that is to find a plant or a tree um, a sacred space that doesn't have to be like, you know, it's not like, you know, you have to go to the pyramids, like a sacred space is like the tree in the park that is down the street from your house. Like that is a sacred space. Um, and just begin to build. And this, so this can be a house plant. If you're just like you, you're, you're establishing a relationship with this sentient being. And so, um, so you go to it. Before you go to the tree, you go to the park. It can even just be like the land that there's this particular place in the park or on the beach that is this spot that you really resonate with. But you go there day after day and you come with gifts. So either this is like you're going to sing a song to the tree or you're going to tell it a story or you're going to bring it some water um, that maybe you've like, you know, held to your heart and blessed. Um, or, you know, any other kinds of gifts that you want to bring to this being. And so it's like for at least three days, you go and you, you're giving, you know, you're singing, you're telling a story, you're, you're, you're giving your energy to it. And uh, without any expectation, it's not, you're, you're in the first three days, you are just establishing the through road for connection and then in the next three days afterwards you go and you sit and you wait to receive and so and you have you know so maybe you even have it you don't have to sit out there all day you know maybe you have a time where it's like i'm going to and you tell you tell the tree or you tell the land you tell the plant i'm going you make this whole agreement you're like okay 
you know, dear tree, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to bring you gifts. So I'm going to establish a real, I would like to establish a relationship with you. Will you be my teacher? I'm going to come to you for the next three days. I'm going to spend 30 minutes with you every day and I'm going to sing you songs and share stories with you and, and just be with you. And then you go for the next three days and you sit and you say like, and then I, then I will be, will, I will be open to receiving those next three days. I will be open to receiving whatever teachings and um, lessons and insights that you would like to share with me. I'm available to receive those. And so I think it's like, once you build, once you build relationships with nature, with Gaia, with plants, um, with stones that you you begin to know like you will once you open up to receiving those teachings and having that mentorship from from Gaia from nature from the trees then you will receive those things I haven't ever heard of one person that didn't happen to and uh, and that really helps you to to remember that you are not alone and that you do have this whole family all around you I love that practice so much. <laughs> um, you know, it reminds me of this idea of playing with the universe and opening ourselves up to the joy of creating, co-creating, you know, with the, with the universe and the idea that it's possible to co-create with something that's unseen that we can't maybe, you know, physically touch. It's not someone we can call on the phone and have a conversation, but there's something being exchanged. And there's an understanding that exists and um, it can be a really cool, really cool experience. So I do highly encourage everybody to just give that, give that one a try. Great question, Alex. <laughs> um, I, before, okay, so we're going to go on to music. Yes, I want, I want to go there next. But with dream, you mentioned dreams as well. And kind of on what Alex had said, if somebody wanted to start connecting more with their dreams, do you just recommend a basic or again, getting more in touch with the unseen, those inner wisdom, that inner connection with source? Um, do you just recommend that they start writing it down or would there be any other practice that you would suggest around that? Yeah, I think that's definitely the, that's definitely the best way to start. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't remember my dreams. Um, and so a lot of times we don't remember them because we don't have a relationship with them or they don't know that like our dreams don't know that they can come to us, that we are willing to have the time and space for them. And, um, and so this is to, you know, everybody has different practices, but, um, you know, there are practices and you can do different ones at different times of the year, different things, but there are different practices that recommend that like first thing in the morning, you get into a cold shower. Um, but I feel like dreams are like wild animals. And so it's like in the morning, it's kind of like you wake up and you have to creep back into the field and you have to sit there and you have to wait. And then slowly the birds start singing again. And then slowly you see rabbits in the, in the tree line. And then, you know, all, and then suddenly after you've waited for a while, then here is this beautiful stag. Um, and so. So, so more being dreams, open almost. They, they, an intention to. 
Yeah, that it's like, even if you just sit there, I've totally had a friend who was like, I don't remember my dreams. And I was like, well, just give them space to arrive. And she sat there one morning for 10 minutes with the pen and the paper, nothing happening. And then all of a sudden she was able to write down a whole dream. Very cool. All right, well, I know we're running out of time, so I would love to just segue a little bit into some of your instruments. Uh, I know you use sound as one of the, the healing tools and ways to raise your vibration and also shift the frequency for your clients. So you wanna share anything in particular with us around that? Um, as far as, how, do you maybe want I don't to know. Do you want to play? Are you going to play something for us? I personally love your crystal. I, I love your crystal harp. Um, the bowls, of course, as well are beautiful, but anything you feel called to share in terms of, of instruments. Um, and for anybody yeah. just listening and not able to watch, um, Raquel is surrounded by a sea of white singing bowls and, crystal harp, crystals, all, all kinds of other glorious um, ancient instruments. The ancient future. Should we tell her that you got it so inspired that you're developing a crystal yoga mat that you're going to sit on and float on? But the bigger problem we're having is it doesn't roll up. So we don't know how <laughs> we're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Always a jokester. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. You, making you, fun of my desire to buy every sound instrument. Ever. You told me about a crystal harp, and in my mind, I'm like, this makes no sense. But now I'm actually looking at it, and it's I like want to like I want to like describe it to people that can't see it, but I almost like don't. It it's it almost looks like just from here without knowing. It almost looks like pieces of glass, and almost like how like shutters would be like like when you see, you can't really tell, but it's like a bow on each side. And then there's like beams of glass. It seems like going through them. It's really interesting looking. Um, I'm kind of sad that like a xylophone. Yeah. Like a crystal xylophone. Yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to fathom even that it's like crystal, like how is it gonna, um, but you're going to show us how it's going to play. But I definitely am like, this is way cooler to see than hear about. I'm glad that you have this. Now, you know, I can stop making fun of Corinne for uh, for talking about this and me being like, what is she talking about? Well, so there are different kinds. This is actually a crystal lyre because it's shaped like a lyre. It has this U shape. So, um, you know, like in, like in the Grecian times, like uh, actually like uh, doctors, you know, or you can say like angels, not like, not like, well, doctors and angels, whatever, but that you know, you may have seen pictures of angels with a lyre, but it has um, strings going vertically instead of tubes going horizontally. And so they would actually say that in in the Grecian times, that the doctors would actually play on the lyre certain notes for their uh, patients to help heal them. Um, so, so there are crystal harps which are different. They're a little bit bigger, and they more have kind of like a two um independent uh they're not the band is not connected but it's two pieces that come down so um and it's crystal it is absolutely crystal just as the same as something if you were drinking out of like a crystal glass 
is the same as crystal forge like this, but all of these tubes are all quartz crystal. So, um, so yeah, we can play a little here. I I was just like sitting here and like we started with my my puppy and I'm like sitting here watching her and she's just staring like nothing like I was like waiting for her to have some grand response but she's she's literally just like staring at at me and in this direction um that was really that was beautiful thank you how do you feel yeah. though Alex do you feel the shift in your body when you hear the when you hear the instruments are you paying too much attention to your puppy? You know, I have this, I think we, you and I have talked about this before. Like one of my big things to like break through is that I'm like often like distracted by all sorts of other things. Um, and like I was distracted, like, like my, my focus will be on like what the impact somebody else is having or something else mm -hmm. is having. And, and I totally was, I was, I was listening, but I was staring at Callie instead of just letting myself have the experience. But at the same time, I was having the experience, right? Like I was kind of connected to her and the music. Mm. I mean, it's, to me, it's just peaceful. Like I wish we had, you know, I wish when we walked into buildings, like that's the sound that we heard or in elevators or, you know, in the, in the background of business meetings, there was like a light. It'd be really weird. Like it'd be weird in the context of the world we live in. But if we got outside of that context and we had like sound like that in a lot of our environments, not just like in the yoga class, you know, or in the meditation, but in things that, that we do every day, I, I strongly believe it would change like everything about it. You could have the most a big powerful business meeting have that tones and people would relate to each other and show up differently. Totally. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we can do that to some extent, you know, in our own personal environments is to choose to uh, listen to, you know, uh, you guys know about like the sulfagio frequencies to listen to music that's been tuned to the different frequencies and things like that. So, um, or even just listening to sound healing instead of listening to the radio, you know, it's just, we all have an opportunity to change things sometimes. Yeah. I, I think about that a lot. Um, just how much we're taking in from a sensory perspective these days and how loud a lot of the stimulation is, especially these days. I mean, from the media, from TV, um, I find that I have a really hard time watching TV anymore or listening to any kind of modern music. The more I get into 
the ancient sounds and, you know, doing sound healings and playing with my own instruments, as well as just listening to music without words, listening to music just for the sound or the vibration that it's creating and noticing how I feel when I interact with those different impulses, with those different frequencies. And it was starting, it was noticing how I feel engaging with those different sounds or vibrations or energies in the world, so to speak, that I realized, oh, I don't always like the way I feel when I watch TV or when I listen to X type of music or whatever. I really like the way my body feels, the way I feel overall when I listen to calming music and the solfeggio frequencies and binaural beats and sound healing and calming meditations. Um, so for me, it was a natural part of the awareness of noticing how I feel and how I'm interacting as a being with different things in my environment. So, um, you know, that's always the first step, right? Awareness. How do we feel? And so I'd encourage our listeners to just to start kind of noticing when you listen to different types of music, what, what comes up for you. Definitely check out more of Raquel's work. We should, yeah, we should touch on that. Like where, where do people like find, like where can they listen to your, buy your music, find your music or, you know, or any of the healings or meditations you do? Yeah. So, um, I have my, uh, 10 minute, uh, single, an EP track that is on Bandcamp. So you can access that through my website. Um, it's uh, music to help you remember, but we have it in many different places to see that. Um, and so that is there. And then as far as um, other sound healing stuff that I've done, I did record a full length uh, sound bath album with my previous sound partner. And so that is also on Bandcamp, but you can just go straight to the Bandcamp site to find that. And so that's under our name when we were together was Opulent Sound. And so that's at Bandcamp Opulent Sound. And so my partner did the beginning meditation and he was playing the gongs and Tibetan singing bowls. And so I did the crystal singing bowls and uh, did my toning that I do. And so all of that is on there. And it was, so it's actually modified. It was all uh, remixed and mastered and manipulated by our friend, uh, Erlsheim, who is a DJ and music producer. And so even like on my Crystal Bowl tracks, he actually took the tracks, dropped them two octaves, put a bunch of reverb on them and reversed them. <laughs> so it's really amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I, as far as other meditations and everything, I think the best place to go is to my Instagram TV. Um, I do a lot of different things there. That's, that's not only sound, but different heart coherent meditations and things like that too. Uh, my Instagram is I am Raquel. <laughs> Wonderful. And we will of course be linking all of the places that people can find you uh, in the show notes. So Guys, make sure you check out the show notes for all of that, as well as the Bodhi bonus gift, um, the part of our show where we give something back to our listeners to further your learning in this area. And so that'll be Raquel's sound healing videos, as well as the training that she has on her website. So make sure you check those out and follow her on social media to keep up with all the good stuff. Anything else to wrap us up before before we go, Alex or Raquel? I mean, the only thing I want to say is like, there's a ton 
if if people you know resonated, if they found anything here for themselves, if they're just curious, your website is like fully loaded. <laughs> it is jam packed with uh, it's there's there's actually ch- like so much that like I haven't and I've gone to it a few times. Like I haven't gotten through it. There's so many you know things you explain. There's things you share that are simply of value. There's stories you tell. There's so much from people that have worked with you. Um, so I actually just would say like, you know, go to your, go check out your website. Um, oh, she has a great newsletter too. So you can sign up for her newsletter right on the, on the website and then you'll get all, all the updates. <laughs> and the website is uh soulstarmedicine.com. But like I said, there's so much there and there's so much of just like value in, in what you share and provide. So I just want people to know that. Yeah. What do you, what do you need to t- like, let us know before we let you go? Um, well, I would just say that if anyone is feeling called to dive into remembering Lemuria, um, accessing their Lemurian past lifetimes, uh, we do have a course that's called Remembering Lemuria. So it's the first that's the entry to the school. And then from there, that's the first level, Remembering Lemuria. Then you can go into Rising Lemuria, and we have Lemurian leadership. Um, so it's a three-part, three tiers to the school. And um, so we're actually about to open Remembering Lemuria in November, into this month that um, we are in now. And uh, um, and I also have many other different offerings as well. And even if it's just reading, I feel like I make the longest sales pages in the world. <laughs> There's so much. I feel like you can even just get so much of an activation just by reading the sales page. So there is, there is if you're wanting to dive into Lemuria, there's that. If you're wanting to dive into sound healing, uh, I have the Shamanic Star Sound course. If you're wanting to learn about astrology, we have astro empowerment. There's lots of different things. One that I recommend for everyone is the energetic hygiene bundle. Um, And so that, especially for times like now where there's so much information and I feel like, you know, you're talking about like, how do I raise my frequency? First of all, you have to start by, by filtering out all of those frequencies that are not aligned. And so much of that is around energetic hygiene. So hopefully that can be helpful for some people as well. Thank you so much. Um, I love the term energetic hygiene. I've never heard anybody else use it before. I talked to my clients about that and now I'm so sad we didn't discover that earlier in this conversation. Um, but yes, everyone will have to take a deeper deeper dive into that on your, on your site. Um, Thank you again for everything that you shared and taking the time to be here with us today and to open us with such a grounding practice to share your musical gifts as well. It was an honor and joy to have you. Thank you again, Raquel. And thank you everyone for being here with us today. Thanks for joining and we'll see you back here again soon. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Frequency Shifters. We really hope that you got some value, you learned something, and that there's something from this episode that you can take away and use in your life. Who are you thinking of right now that needs to hear this episode? Please share it with them. Share this on social media, subscribe and like and leave a comment. And please, if you have a comment or an idea or something that you want us to talk about or investigate, leave it online and we will go into those and bring you that information. Please like, share and subscribe and we will see you next time.